Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 1967 film Playtime is the cinematic equivalent of playing with the car radio when you're driving with someone and they say, stop playing with the car radio and, and, and you keep playing with the car radio. Um, joining us today is Kara Lada, founder and chief fun officer of the Playful Warrior. Um, Kara, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm excited to chat. Uh, likewise. Um, now, um, I do want to mention a, a couple of resources uh, up front. Um, I know that there is a crisis text line in the U.S. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending on where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Um, Kara, thank you um, so much for, for being here today. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, so, the the obviously this is not a movie based podcast, and, and so my, my comments about the, the film are going to be at, at at a minimum. the The gist of the movie, though, is somewhat like a silent silent movie vibe with, with lots of you know little quirks and that kind of thing like but anyway i i and that kind of um why i wanted to have you on is you're talking about a lot of what this movie is about in many ways about um just just playtime um you know literal actual playtime um so i guess probably the, the the first question i would have is what what would you because people hear the play time and, and, and play and, and what, what, what is it? I know that sounds like a dumb question, but um, uh, what would be the, the, the definition of, yeah. of play? First of all, that's not a dumb question. Okay. At all. Okay. Okay. That's a very common question. Okay, and yeah. it's a good question because okay. as adults, we aren't taught how to play. <laughs> so it's a very fair question. Okay. So what okay. I like to say is that play is very personal for everyone. But whatever you choose to do when you're playing, it should be something where you are in a state of curiosity, where you are exploring. And the most important thing is that it is not competitive and that it doesn't have an outcome. It is just doing it for the sake of doing it in the moment, finding that fun, that curiosity. So for example, a lot of adults will play board games or they'll go to escape rooms. And these things are amazing. And if you have genuine fun there, then absolutely that can be played. But for the people who are so competitive, who say, you know, you don't make it out of the escape room or you lose the game, the people who aren't having fun, that's actually not play because it's becoming a competition. So play is really just being connected to self, to your inner child, um, finding fun. So that might be in the kitchen. Maybe that's just like cooking something new, maybe even how you dress and trying new clothes on, um, being in nature, dancing, art. There's so many different forms of play, which is really cool. And you kind of get to discover and explore what resonates with you most. Definitely. And, and that, it just dawned on me that everything you're describing is therapeutic and, and maybe that is 
anyone who's going through a hard time right now, um, what, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, and I know there's many people out there who, and I just want to interject if I, if I could, that, that, that you're, you're not alone. Um, you're, you're definitely not alone. Um, but with everything you're describing though, um, that is something that should be in everyone's toolbox as far as something that, that would, you mentioned like, like the, the, just that non-competitive sense of, of curiosity, just that, that, that sense of, um, of joy and, and wonder and, and fun. Yeah, because it's, it's very rare as adults that we let ourselves just do stuff for fun. Like a lot of people will only do stuff if they're good at it, right? Like they'll only play sports if they're good at it, or they'll only do art if they're good at it. And the idea of being good at something is really subjective based on society and conditioning we've given ourselves. Um, but with art, for example, it's like, it's a really fun chance to just express yourself on paper. Um, but we have all these blocks around creativity because we don't think we're creative if we can't act actually draw something or a lot of people at least can't um, there's a lot of blocks around art but for me as someone who was told I wasn't a good artist as a kid that was something I didn't do for a very long time and then reconnected back to it as an adult giving myself permission to just like paint with like no outcome of trying to like draw anything nice but just like enjoying it and like you said this is so therapeutic because it really um, heightens and deepens your connection to self and that was something that was really important for me, especially right now, it is such a hard time and people need to find ways um, and outlets to really connect to themselves, connect to others. So yeah, play is just so transformative and healing for sure. Definitely. And, and, and with what you just said, um, I wanted to just, um, and, and just so you know, I'm the type of, of uh, podcast host who likes to anticipate objections or you know what what not yeah. uh, that's just just the way my, my 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 brain works and i would imagine that there might be some people out there listening who are just going through a bad time you know to, to, to the, the most they can do on you know depending on how they're feeling maybe just getting out of bed because that's all they have the, the strength for on a given day and i would imagine that there might be many people listening going well that that sounds sounds nice and whatnot, but I don't know if I, I, I'd enjoy it. And, and you actually address that very objection as far as it's it's not for purposes of, of painting the Mona Lisa or for, mm -hmm. you know, walking, you know, from here, you know, where it, it's not, you, at no point did you ever say that. And I, I don't hear any, so I just wanted, wanted to, to clarify that, um, that it's not for sake of, you know, painting the Mona Lisa or, you know, rebuilding, you know, any number of different cliches and, and whatnot. Um, so I just wanted to, to emphasize that because I, I um, like I said, that's sort of a, a bad habit I should probably get out of as a, as a podcast host. No, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, objections. I mean, I like it. I'm kind of like used to it just because of our conditioning, we learn that play isn't a priority or that mm -hmm. it's fluffy. So I'm very much used to um, if people do have objections and that it, that makes sense though, because again, these are the messages you receive your whole life, essentially that play is for kids. It's not a priority as adults. We have to be professional. We have to grow up and we're not taught about the actual neurological benefits of play and why we need it in our lives. So it's just not something we go to um, at least naturally. So for me, it was like, once I started learning about these benefits, I was kind of shocked to be honest, just of how this is 
kept from us and, you know, how we don't know about this. Um, so for the people who maybe don't feel naturally inclined to play, first of all, that is so normal. Um, it's your conditioning. A lot of us are shamed out of play as kids. And, you know, that can be really traumatic too. Um, if you were a kid who was doing something and maybe your parents yelled at you to stop and you just like have these memories of being shamed out of play, um, initially you're not gonna really feel like you wanna play. So um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of barriers in between it, but it's like kind of returning to play slowly, thinking about what you used to do as a child that you liked. And it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to like play all the time to get back into it. It's like naturally, kind of just adding to your day, like what is something you would enjoy for the purpose of no purpose almost? It's like, it has to feel purposeless. And you know, in that process, it's actually very purposeful in terms of the health benefits, but um, what's something purposeless that you would enjoy doing? For, for me? Yeah. Um, well, I would I would say, and this is um, something that, that I, I um, that, that's, a good, that's a good question. And um, uh, let me see. Okay, here's, um, you know what? That is a very good question. And I, I got to stop and think about that. Um, well, I don't want to put you too much on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you, you, so, so uh, purposeless. Um, I, I would say watching uh, a movie, that, but obviously that would, that would not be, I don't know if that would meet that, that criteria. Um, yeah, it, it could, um, especially with movies, like, right, it's like this imaginative world and play is really being uh, connected to our imagination. So there's absolutely ways it can tie into movies for sure. Okay, so if I could could claim that answer, <laughs> like re reclaim that answer instead of waving, um, often I will, you know, the, the whole thing about a lot of kids' movies aren't really kids' movies because they're obviously, you know, produced by adults and there, there might be some you know, in jokes, so to speak, that kind of, when you watch those again, as an adult, you know, you're not, you're not getting that same level of enjoyment that you did when you're yeah. five or six years old, because there's that level of humor that you didn't get. But what I, what I, what I mean by, the, by my, my, my answer, though, to that is when you do watch it as an adult, and trying to enjoy it, for the fart jokes and, and that kind of thing rather than, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. cause you're not expected to laugh at that kind of stuff. Cause it's, you know, juvenile and immature. Yeah. It, you're expected to maybe laugh at some of the adult humor that's kind of snuck in there. That's what, you, you know, that's what society says. But if you're an adult, you're not supposed to laugh at, you know, all, all the fart jokes. Yeah. So true. So, yeah. Um, well, what, um, how did you, what, what's been your journey like in, into the, the, the world of play? How did, how did you, how did, how did you discover this as, um, as, as a vocation or, um, you know, passion as it were? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually worked in the corporate world for almost 10 years and was quite honestly, very disconnected from play. I worked in an agency environment with like very long hours and um, yeah, I was very unfulfilled and stuck and um, had a lot of anxiety and depression as well. And um, yeah, I was kind of just stuck in that career, but then I guess almost just a year ago, um, everything in my life just started kind of exploding. Um, 
And, you know, I had like a relationship and I had this really bad cockroach infestation in my place for months and I couldn't find anyone where else to move. I was working through a lot of childhood trauma as well. Um, there were a lot of just heavy things going on in my life. And then COVID happened and I, I lost my job like right away. And so I was already doing a lot of therapy and inner child healing and the process was feeling very heavy. And I kind of just remembered who I was as a kid before, you know, kind of life happened. And I was like the most playful, spontaneous, curious kid. And like, I was like remembering her and feeling really disconnected from her. So I was like, how can I connect back to her? Like, maybe I can try incorporating play in my life. And so I started just trying one playful thing a day and started to add that into my life. And I noticed that I was just feeling so much more connected to myself, so much happier, um, so much more curious. Like I was just curious about life again. I was starting to get really creative. I had all these new ideas. So like so much was happening in my life based on play. And it was like, so kind of insane to me because I just didn't expect that. And that was when I started studying research behind play and was so excited about the actual benefits that happen to your brain in your life. Um, so I knew at that point, I was like, okay, I think I'm on a play mission. I need to bring this to more people. Play is not just fluffy. Like it's a lot of fun. And we all know we need, we need fun right now. We need to find ways to have fun, but it's, it's also super important for our health our mental health, our well-being, our creativity, all these things. Um, and then at the same time, I was having, you know, some mental blocks come up just around self-doubt of being an entrepreneur and like, just like fear and all these things. And I realized that my mindset was not in a great place to be an entrepreneur. So that was when I decided to get certified in not only life coaching, but hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming. And those really helped me reprogram my subconscious mind and help me really just like step into this identity of this entrepreneur and like kind of reprogram my thoughts and actions. So with the power of play and the subconscious reprogramming, that was really where I kind of created Thought Play, which is my program. And I created the Playful Warrior. Um, so yeah, looking back, if, you know, in this dark time, I would never have expected that I would have a play business. And I mean, a lot of people in the corporate world thought I was super crazy as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful to see kind of how that journey um, has evolved today. Yeah, well, with what you're describing, and, and it's often discussed in a, you know, kind of an anecdotal, conversational sort of way as far as wouldn't it be nice if when people were initially diagnosed with, you know, bipolar or, or depression or whatever they are diagnosed with and they get their, they get a med or, you know, whatever, whatever recovery looks like for them. But then it's also with a prescription of, okay, but we'll also go to, you know, maybe a splash pad and like, you know, play around, in, you know, in the, in the water or, or watch a silly movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for all, for all the conversation about how a lot of mental health care uh, sucks, not just in the U.S., but, um, you know, other places in the world, wouldn't, I mean, Am I being naive? And in, 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 in why, why, you know, why wouldn't all of what you're talking about be, you know, prescribed yeah. in a normal course of treatment? 
I know it's kind of mind blowing to me, to be honest. I feel like it should be as well. So I wish I had those answers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely on a mission for it. I, I see that value. Like I know um, there's like uh, art therapy, dance therapy, there, there are things like that, but it definitely needs to be talked about more. Um, you know, therapy definitely has its values, but doing something like this in conjunction with that and just finding those pockets of joy could help so many people. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and I, I wanted to just reiterate something I had, um, you know, mentioned and you had touched on earlier as well is even when it does not bring the, you know, the sense of joy, because I know that often, you know, like I said, anticipating the objections, um, that even when it does not bring that sense of joy, it may still bring the sense of curiosity, there's still sort of like the, the feeling of that itch that you need to scratch. So, um, so I just wanted to, wanted to clarify yeah. that even if it's not the sense of, of joy, there, there's still that, that sense of curiosity. Yeah. I I love that you clarified that. I think that's really important. And yeah, you should, I don't think you should expect like the first time to just be like, oh my God, I'm just like reconnected to play. I'm so happy. It's like, it's a process, right? And like little baby turtle steps and yeah, Yeah. just like kind of reconnecting with your curiosity is an amazing first step. Definitely. Um, What, um, and, and I'm still trying to think of an answer for that. Um, like with because just the way I've sort of been you know sort of the um you know the what's that that term about you know the, the left brain and the right brain side yeah. or whatever um I have only <laughs> recently started to even acknowledge that other side of my, of my brain because I've just been so in you know in my head constantly um Thus, when, when you asked about, you know, my, my first go-to answer was movie-related, which is not the most um, original answer. Um, and and I'm still, I would, but every, so every answer that I would give at this point yeah. would be maybe movie-related, which is not um, the best answer. Um, I... Yeah, and, that, and that's what I still got to think about. <laughs> so possibly by the end, by the end of the show, I hopefully I'll you know I'll keep thinking about it. I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong okay. with the movies. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be as simple as just like going on a walk, but not having plans, right? Just going yeah. on this exploratory walk and kind of like seeing where you end up. Maybe like going to like a ravine, um, and instead of instead of just like planning it with you know your left brain. Where oh, brain actually, is- actually, now that you mentioned that, I do I do have a, a better answer. Um, I, I do like, um, obviously I've sometimes cooped up all day and so I need to go out out and take a walk. Uh, when I gone for a walk, this would have been about a couple of weeks ago, not quite new year's, but what would have been, what about that time frame? And there was, a you know, like sometimes little kids, they do like those little chalk drawings or whatever. Yeah. There was a little like 12 days of Christmassy type one on, on a sidewalk. Yeah. And so, so I stopped and, and it was, it was backwards from where I was walking. So what I did <laughs> was I, tur- I turned myself around and yeah. I proceeded to walk because it was the opposite direction. That was the only way I could read it. So I walked to the rest of the block backwards so that I could read Granted, they, they would have been in, in the wrong order, like the movie, uh, what's the movie, Memento, where it's like backwards. So it was still backwards, but I could read it because I was facing that. And so I continued I my walk that. backwards just so I could read 
the little 12 days at Christmas thing that was on, on the sidewalk, which that's I was amazing. not expecting at all. There you go. <laughs> so there, that, 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 that's, that's a better answer. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, now, why, um, and you had, you had to touch on this as far as um, play being important, uh, but why, why isn't it being um, studied more and investigated more um, or, or, or is it? Like, I mean, there is like I, the one person I quote the most is Stuart Brown, who uh, launched the National Institute for Play in the US. And he's like a huge play researcher. He's devoted his life to play. So there's a lot of science from Stuart Brown. There are other play researchers as well. Um, but for, uh, to be honest, I think my personally biased answer is just like conditioning and how we've mm-hmm. been, like what we've been taught and people just still don't think it's a priority. Um, I don't know. I, I think with time though, like, to be honest, I, I am seeing more and more on play and I think we will get there. It's just mm-hmm. taking a bit of time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I hope things will continue to go in the right direction. Cool. Well, one thing I, I did want to ask you is you had mentioned the H word, uh, hypnosis. Yeah. And I, I've been fortunate to um, have been treated by a hypnotherapist. And um, I'm not exaggerating when, when I say that it, and, and it was, uh, there was a, like a meditation or something like that. And I could have sworn that it was that I was under for like an hour. And mm-hmm. in actuality, it was only about 20 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, but have you, have you had the, 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 you know, definitely have had the people who say, oh, does that mean you're going to make me, you know, cluck like a chicken and, and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Have you, have you, have you, have you encountered that? The ones who are just skeptical of it? A little bit. Like I, I, I'm pretty open about hypnosis and I talk about it. Um, to be honest, like that's, that was what I thought hypnosis was. I just thought it was what you saw in those entertainment shows or those stages like the stage hypnosis um so yeah there's definitely skeptics um but it's amazing like I love hypnosis it's actually my favorite technique I do um and it's it's just so powerful there are the skeptics out there but yeah it's so important to know that it is not voodoo it is not spooky it's not mind control at all all hypnosis is self-hypnosis you have complete control and yeah, it's honestly just a really deep state of relaxation. So it feels like amazing. But but you, have you encountered, encountered that too, where you're under for like you know one amount of time, and then and then, you, yes. you, you, and then they say, oh well, that was only ten minutes. You're like, what? That was only ten minutes? Yes, that's yeah, no, <laughs> that happened for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, but but now you had mentioned that you you've got a, a project coming up for, um, is that for, for, for Valentine's day that that's coming yeah. up? Yeah. So I'm doing special. So usually I have an eight week program that is still happening. An eight week program is half play and half subconscious reprogramming. So that's called thought play. But then I'm also for Valentine's day. I really believe that the world needs love right now more than ever. Definitely. So I wanted to create something for everyone for Valentine's day. So I'm doing special one-off creative play sessions where you can experience play in one session. So I have one being offered for couples. So it's a 60 minute experience on zoom where you get to connect with your partner. Playfulness is so important to keep a relationship alive and thriving and really reconnecting with that sense of wonder and intimacy in your relationship. 
And then I'm also doing one for best friends. So if you have a best friend, you want to celebrate your friendship, this is a perfect one for that as well. And then I'm also doing one. It's a solo play date to take your inner child on a date, because I truly believe that the most important relationship we have is the one with ourselves. So there's three different experiences. You have the creative couples, best friends, inner child. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to give people a way to celebrate Valentine's this year. I know wherever you are, given the pandemic, things are probably looking very different. Um, so I wanted to, you know, create something really fun. Cool. And and this is right at the right time of year too, when people are, are sort of evaluating, you know, oh, do I, do, you know, the, um, you know, whether it's the, the New Year's resolution things or just getting in, in new habits. So it, it, a good time of the year too, also. Um, Absolutely. Never been a better time to start playing. Um, and yeah, like where I am, it's like really cold out as well. So it, it's nice to have fun things you can do indoors and um, yeah, just like connect with yourself and start the year off right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so as, as we wind down, I, I did want to mention um, a, a couple more resources. I know that there is Mental Health America, MHA National org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. There's also MadInAmerica.com. Um, and also for, for, for the work you're doing, how would how would people get in contact with you to, to find out more about this? Yeah, so you can go to my website, theplayfulwarrior.com. And you can also check out my Instagram at the playful warrior. Feel free to email me as well. Hello at the playful I love chatting all things play and connecting with you. So feel free to reach out. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for, for being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Lots of good, lots of good info here. So yeah. um, th th thank you very much. And thank you. Those of you at home or at work or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone, and uh, talk to you next time. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.